Hello, it is Monday, January 25th. I am Trent Reinsmith, and this is another edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. So yesterday I talked about Dana White's press post-fight press conference, and today I'm going to talk about the main event and the fighters in the main event and pretty much a bunch of notes I took about the main event. So I'm going to start off with, with the winner, Dustin Poirier. And first note I have written down here is that if I had to point to a, a point, in, uh, point to a point in Poirier's career where things changed for him, I, it would it would be the the first meeting with McGregor, which took place on September twenty seventh, twenty fourteen. So here's some stats that I compiled since that fight. So since lose any lost in the first round knockout, if you if you don't recall our our didn't watch it or something. But anyway, so since that loss, he's uh, 11-2, 0-1. And I think the only losses there were Michael Johnson and Habib. After his three most recent losses, UFC losses, uh, Poirier has won. He's he's 6-0 after a loss in his career in the UFC's three most recent uh, losses. He's come back to win and... He's earned a, bon- a bonus in each of those fighters. And in his last nine fights, he's earned seven fight night bonuses. The two fights he didn't win a bonus were the Alvarez no contest, which got stopped I, because of an illegal strike from Alvarez. They rematched after that, and Poya won that fight. And the loss in the title fight to Nurmagomedov. Um, so the thing I want to point out about the... About the Six and zero after losses. We heard about in in the lead up to this fight that some folks thought that the loss to McGregor would get inside Poirier's head, and I didn't believe that. Um, and that was something I noted in the pre-fight portion of my preview for this for this event was that I thought that Poirier had the mental advantage over McGregor because he's one of those fighters that does not look back. He, he doesn't let a loss stay with him. I think he takes his loss, learns, and moves forward. And I think just everything he's been through since those losses, he's learned from. And while he doesn't, I don't think he's going to say that they were good for him because a loss is never good. But I think he, I think they made him mentally stronger and better as a fighter. Because he was somebody that would look back, reflect, and say, all right, this is what went wrong, and I can move on and correct these things. And so the idea that he would have a fight from six years ago in his head sounded farcical to me because he didn't have the loss to Nurmagomedov in his head. So I think he showed that in this in the rematch that these things don't bother him. He was 100% ready. Sure, you can remember that that knockout, but I think as soon as you take that first big punch in the rematch, that's totally forgotten. And I think that's what uh, Poirier did. I think he performed per, uh, almost perfectly, and he did exactly what he needed to do to beat McGregor. And yeah, he was the the more psychologically sound fighter in that in that matchup because again, we saw the things that bothers McGregor when he gets in a position that's um, unfavorable, 
he kind of panics. We saw it in the Diaz fight. We saw it in the Nurmagomedov fight. And I think we saw it against Poirier because he lost his poise and his striking. Yeah, some of that had to do with the leg kick. But he was throwing, for him, it looked like he was throwing wildly once he started getting tagged. And he was just looking for a way to uh, to, to land the shot. And maybe that had a, well, probably had a lot to do with the fact that he couldn't really move well, and if you can't move while you're getting hit because your leg's dead, your only option at that point is swing for the fences. It didn't pay off, and I would expect a rematch. Poye will once again be psychologically better, and I think, I don't know what to think of McGregor because he doesn't deal with pressure well. He doesn't deal with being in a bad spot well. He panics, and so if that happens again you can't say that it won't happen the the same the result won't be the same so i think that was a big difference and while it might not have been the main difference it was a difference something that poyer said in the aftermath of the fight was that he's now not a fighter he's fighting is something he does not what he is and i think that helps him too it I mean, clearly he is a fighter, and clearly he's, like he said, a problem for for everyone. But expanding his interests, and now his family comes first, his foundation is up there, and then fighting. So rearranging his priorities has worked for him. And I think that taking just a little step back and, and treating it more of a, like a job than something that defines you has been a real improvement has led to some real improvement for Dustin Poirier it's kind of like and he said this too he doesn't like it anymore which reminded me of like the Diaz brothers they're fighters but it's not who they are and it's not something they particularly enjoy it's something they do and I think Poirier is now in that kind of group I don't think that's a bad thing for for people like the Diaz brothers and, and, and Poirier. I think it's a good thing. I think it's a positive thing. I think it gives a little separation between the job and the life. And as long as you can keep the fire of the job and doing the job and performing at a high level at the job, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a problem. I think some people that, I think some people need to have that kind of feeling that I am a fighter above all. I, I do believe some people need that. But I think the those that have kind of, some kind of separation will have a little more success. And I think Poya has reached that spot. So that is, that's good for him. So all in all, there's really nothing bad to say about Dustin Poya's performance. It was good. It was, well, frankly, it was great. He was an underdog, a big underdog, and he went out there and handled his business. And he should be fighting for a title next. In my mind, he fights Charles Oliveira, but again, who am I? Um, so we'll see how that goes. But I think he's only going to get more comfortable with himself, with his, and this isn't a negative to say more comfortable. I think he's going to get more comfortable with himself, make it in, in his life and what his goals are, his big goals are. And he knows that to reach those goals, he's going to have to keep getting better at fighting. Because that's what's enabling him to do all these things with his family and his foundation. 
And so I think that Dustin Poirier is on his, why not on his way up because he's at the top right now, is still has room for improvement and I think he will still work towards improving, which is what all fighters need to do. And we saw that in his opponent, that did not happen. So one thing I want to ask and see if anyone has anything to say was was the Poirier-McGregor fight, was that a better performance for the winner than the Holloway-Cater fight was for the winner? And I think it is. And if if I look at it in a big picture way, I mean, if you look at it as just narrowed down to the performance of the fighter and disregard everything outside, Holloway probably looked better. But Poirier, I think, had the better performance. One, he was an underdog, pretty significant underdog. Two, he had lost to this man before by knockout, quick knockout. He came back and knocked him out. And there, three, there is no question who the better fighter was in the octagon on Saturday. McGregor looked good, but Poirier looked better. And he put him out of sight of his comfort zone, and he knocked him out. And he was the first fighter to knock McGregor out in, a, in an MMA fight. So all in all, when you look at all these things, I think Dustin Poirier has had the better performance over Holloway. I don't know if we're voting on a just a random who had just a performance without definitions that many people would see it that way. But if you put stricter definitions down, I don't think there's a question on who was who had the better performance. So Conor McGregor comes back, doesn't really do much, loses, gets paid probably a, a significant amount of money, probably money he, you know, he he probably for what he brings to the UFC, probably not as much as he should get, but as more than everybody else is getting. So if we look at it in that manner, then it was a lot of money probably most likely, and he gets knocked out. No question. And now you have to ask yourself, what has Conor McGregor lost in that defeat? I think he lost the fight for Pacquiao because now boxing fans are going to look at him and say, you lost, you got knocked out by this dude that we don't really know. What gives you the business stepping in the ring with Manny Pacquiao? And the reality is he shouldn't be, he shouldn't have, this shouldn't have been a consideration anyway because Pacquiao would have trucked him. But now he's probably going to lose that fight because Poye trucked him. So he's lost that, which if he was looking forward to that and he was counting on that money, that's a lot of money he just lost. But as far as the UFC, what has he lost? And I th- again, I think he's lost a lot. I think he lost the majority of his bargaining strength here. Because if he thinks he's going to dictate his wages at this point, I don't believe that that's going to happen. I think the UFC is going to dictate to him how much he's going to get paid, especially in this time where the UFC is cutting costs. Now, now you're going to have the talk is probably going to be you're going to have to show us now that you're worth that money, and that's how you made your way up to that up there. But it's not always it's not always up with the UFC. Sometimes it goes down. And, you know, you might not even be in a main event next time. And with that, no pay-per-view points. 
So the UFC has more power over Conor McGregor than it has since before he became a champion. And the UFC allowed McGregor to get that power. And I think they figured out in the long run that that was a mistake because he held all the cards in his mind and he could tell the UFC what he was doing. I think now after this loss, that has gone away. Maybe not 100%, but definitely it's more on the UFC side at this point. Um, so he's lost that. Um, I don't think casual fans are going to tune into his next fight because now they've looked at him and he's maybe some of the shines off him. He didn't trash talk in his last two fights. So the, the entertainment part has been gone for, for those fans who are just looking for the, the bluster. That's gone. He's lost. Um, there's a lot of things that have gone extremely wrong with him. Um, so one thing I wonder is that if he needs to change his, his training team and his coaches and his sparring partners and just completely uproot and go to somewhere where it's you know a different scenario where Conor McGregor is just uh, an Irish MMA fighter. Uh, because if he's working with these guys that may be deferring to him, because let's face it, the people that he's working with are getting paid by him and getting paid probably a fairly good amount. So, of course, the inclination on their part is going to be, well, i got to keep this gravy train going and whatever Conor McGregor says is what I'm going to do. We've see that, we see that even with um, lesser talents in, in the MMA. So if you think it's, if you know what happens with the random fighter A, you can bet that that happens with someone like Conor McGregor. And if you, all you're surrounded with are yes men and they see you doing something wrong, they might not be willing to correct you. And then you go in there and get your front leg kicked to hell because you didn't train one of the most popular leg strikes in MMA right now. Any fighter that's going in, in there with anyone that has ever thrown a kick should train for a calf kick defense, should train on how to check that. But McGregor didn't even make an effort. And he said he thought he was doing it. Well, if he thought he was doing it, then he was trained incorrectly because he wasn't. He wasn't doing it. So that leads me to the SBG question. Everyone praises John Kavanaugh he gets a lot of praise, but he's not a striking coach. And so the person they brought in for striking was a boxing coach. Did they not have someone that could show McGregor how to properly check a calf kick? And it doesn't sound like it. So throughout your whole camp, you did not train that strike, which again has become one of the most popular leg strikes in MMA over the past years. And, and you had no clue that he was going to throw that or that you should defend it, that that speaks a lot. Sorry, I'm trying to get comfortable here. It happens when you get old. Um, so that speaks a lot towards, uh, towards McGregor's camp, towards the way they do things, towards the way they run. It just says a lot of negative things. It makes me worry that he needs a new... Well, it makes me think he needs a new camp and that he has a bunch of yes-men surrounding him. And this leads to a 2018 story from USA Today that Martin Rogers wrote. 
um, one of McGregor's ex-teammates. And so you can probably take this with a, a little grain of salt. But seeing what we saw on Saturday, I don't know if you can take that with, you know, a full grain of salt. Maybe just uh, a picogram of salt. A picogram of salt in a swimming pool. So here's what the story says. Mile Price sparred with McGregor before the former two-weight champion's entry into the UFC in 2014, before ultimately leaving the SBG training group led by John Kavanaugh. He still has friends on the team, but nearly never really got along with McGregor and says part of the reason for his departure was that McGregor was surrounded by, surrounded by quote, yes men, a situation he believes is even more pronounced now. Ironically, before McGregor fought Habib, he went and fought, he went to Miles Price was training at AKA and this is what he said about uh, Habib and AKA Habib is a very humble guy they joke with me about being Irish but he's not one of those guys who is looking down upon anyone because of his status he takes constructive criticism very well sometimes when you tell people what their flaws are you, they take it personally and it's kind of an emotional thing for them um, sorry about that he doesn't like having all these yes men to tell him he's a great all the time. He is not going to abandon his principles just to be more popular in people's eyes. So what we've seen of McGregor since his, since his early entry into the UFC, I think we've seen some of these things that Price talks about develop. And again, this is from 2018. So those things usually don't get better unless someone's aware of them and is told, you know, hey, you're being a jackass check yourself and when you're paying people to be around you you're not often told to check yourself it, the uh, behavior gets ignored and and only gets worse so is that something we're seeing with conor mcgregor and his team i don't know it it could be it sounds like it is but i'm not there but if if, if i was asked from the outside i would say that i think this is something that could be happening and is likely happening. Um, so that's again something, another way that you see the difference between Conor McGregor and Habib Nurmagomedov. They're two totally different people with two totally different approaches to fighting and to life outside the cage. And I heard a lot of people saying that McGregor was is a changed man leading up to this, and they were basing that on that he wasn't a prick during the press conferences and that he was quote-unquote respectful after the fights. And I don't think that's true. And I'm not going to, and I don't believe it. I shouldn't say I don't think that's true. I sh I'll say I don't believe it. And here's why I don't believe it. I need to see two things from Conor McGregor before I'm going to believe that he is a changed person. One, I'm going to see that the uh, sexual assault case comes to a close and he walks away unscathed. That's one. Two, I'm going to see, I'm going to need to see how he acts over a win against somebody in a contentious fight. I need to see both those things. And then maybe I'll believe that Conor McGregor's a changed man. So from what I saw, it was a, it was a, a PR act. I, my my opinion is that a PR team has got with him and he sat him down and told him how he needs to act. One, because the case is over his head. Two, because he's in Abu Dhabi and 
I don't think they're going to like someone that acts a fool. It's just not something I don't think that would be appreciated in the culture. And I just don't think right now, right now in his life, with everything around him, he can't afford to look bad in any way. So I think that's, I think that's what has changed. Not Conor McGregor. I don't think Conor McGregor has changed for the better. I don't think he's changed in any way other than a PR team got to him. Now, I also heard that some people say he's changed for the worse as a fighter because of the money, because of the family, um, because his heart's no longer in it. And I don't know, again, I don't know if that's true. But I could tell you the same thing about Dustin Poirier. Has money changed Dustin Poirier? No. Has having a family around him changed Dustin Poirier? No. Has having a foundation to run and charity to contribute money to change Dustin Poirier? No. Has Dustin Poirier's heart changed? Maybe, but I think it's changed in priority and dropped fighting down a little, but for the better. So everything that people say is changing Conor McGregor for the worse is changing Dustin Poirier for the better. How does that work? Why would that work? Why is that something? I don't, uh, so that's why I don't believe it. So what I think is that Conor McGregor is the same person. So then where is, where's the disconnect? I think, I think this goes to ego. I really do. I really do believe that. I think his ego has got uh, control of him, and I think his desire and his want and his need for some reason to to show off is is now is his priority, and that has affected his fighting. And but more so than that, I think what has affected him is that he thinks he knows better. So save me the Conor McGregor has changed. Another thing I've heard is that he was how humble he was in defeat. And yeah, he was humble in defeat. So what? You don't get points for being a prick when you win and not when you lose. Then it's a show. Then it's PR. Then it's oh, um, you know, I'm going to if you don't win, win or learn. But let's look at some of the things that McGregor's done after he's won and say, you know, this guy sounds humble. So Conor McGregor, after the Nate Diaz fight, said he had to fight a guy three times his size. Um, when his loss to Habib, I was beating him until he he until the trip in round four. He wasn't beating Habib until the trip. He wasn't beating Habib at all. Um, I forget what fight this was. He said I turned him into a Mexican tonight. Which, come on. Um, saying stuff like he was eating four breakfasts and a dessert on the day on weigh-ins before he fought uh, Nate Diaz. He's making ex- you know, excuses left and right. This picture of when Habib was working him over against the cage. He tweeted, Herb, my man, he's trying to sniff my jockstrap. Here it's fucking round one. Stand this shit up. Pussy fighter, panic, panic. We all saw you panic shit yourself on the back of that bus. Riddled in panic, I might actually be the Riddler instead. So there's all these this overwhelming evidence that Conor McGregor is not a, uh, he's not a good winner. He's not a good loser. Give this a couple weeks. Give this some time. We're already hearing the excuses. So it's only going to get worse from here. Don't praise the man for being a prick the day after, for not being a prick the day, the night after, the night he loses. Let it marinate. Let him think about what was wrong with him. Let him think about the excuses he's going to come up with. Because 
I can guarantee you they're going to come. And this humble act, which is what I think it is, will die. And we'll get the same old Conor McGregor out there showing his ass, showing his stupid, gaudy, ugly watches, floating in on a rental boat, trying to act like he's some kind of a player. But come on. This guy is more interested in showing his ass and making sure you think he's wealthy than actually winning a fight. That's what I see. So uh, I don't know if we're going to see Conor McGregor in, in the UFC again. My preference, I think, would not would be to not see him again um, unless he's you know going to do, going to learn some things, going to try and improve. Just training and looking looking good getting off the bus, which is what I think we saw of Conor McGregor on Saturday, doesn't mean anything. And that's something I said the night of the fight. He looks good. Everything looks great. Saying all the right things. But I want to see. I want to see what Conor McGregor does in the cage. And I saw it. And it left me thinking that he might be done. Uh, so... I think that's all I have to say about the uh, main event. Uh, Dustin Poirier looked great, fantastic. Uh, fixed anything that he needed to fix to get this win. Had a good, good game plan. Compliments Mike Brown and the folks at ATT. And so he's moving up, and he should be, without a doubt, fighting for the lightweight title. Conor McGregor, he doesn't deserve a rematch. He didn't deserve a rematch in the, with Nurmagomedov. The only way he deserves a rematch is to fill the UFC's pockets uh, from a performance no way. So we'll see where he goes after this. If it was my money, I'd match him up with Gaethje and see if he has learned anything about checking a leg kick before I give him another fight against Poye or a fight for the title. But that's probably not going to happen because Conor McGregor makes too much money for the UFC to not have him be a champion and not headlining pay-per-views. So um, I, I, But I'm still not sure he's going to stick with this. If he, if he doesn't need to and he's lost some interest, okay, fine. But I don't think that's the case. I think he's lost some of the willingness to learn and improve more than anything. And I think that has a lot to do with his camp. Uh, so that's all I have for the main event. And tomorrow I'll be back and hit some news and other thoughts on MMA. Until then, stay safe.